Welcome everyone to the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. I'm your host, Isaac, and on this podcast, we aim to help you become the hero of your own story and live life on your terms. Thank you for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. Thank you all for joining me once again today. Let's get right into today's topic. So today's going to be a stories and perspective conversation. Again, a little longer, going more into the stories and the background behind the topic today. So today we're going to be talking about life after heartbreak. And so to preface the discussion for today, I've never really had my heart broken. I've been in many relationships and I've been in really meaningful ones, and I've been in some that weren't as meaningful. Um, and the ones that were more meaningful were at a time where I had more stability in my identity and who I was. So even though I cared deeply for the person, when the relationship ended, I was able to carry on with my life because there were so many other things that I was focused on that, again, one of the causes of some of the ends of these relationships that... I didn't actually have that feeling. So what really is heartbreak? Heartbreak is the longing of a connection that is still there, but the person isn't. So let's say you really cared about this person. They were maybe the love of your life or whatever you want to call it. You had a deep connection to them and they left or you guys ended. Something happened. And that connection is still there. It still lingers. But it hurts because you know you don't have them anymore. So the connection exists without the person, which basically doesn't allow for the relationship to continue. So that's what the heartbreak causes. Now, a lot of us have different ways of dealing with heartbreak. And again, like I said, I never really had to deal with heartbreak, but I've definitely dealt with the end of a relationship. And... Previously, before COVID, when I really wasn't, you know, super found in my identity, I hadn't created who I really was or found who I really was, um, I was actually in more relationships because my issue was I'd get in relationships and I don't know if it was for validation. That was a part of it. But another part of it too was I, I wanted to be that person that was able to to be able to get in relationships. I wanted to be someone that, you know, was was good with girls and stuff like that. So I got in those relationships. And when they ended, because I lacked connection with the girls that I was with, I mean, I'd move on with it. You know, the words were said and I, I'd be like, okay, you know, what's next? And so my way of almost dealing with this idea that I kind of just, you know, moved on was going to another person. So it wasn't a rebound. Like it was someone I would still, you know, actually enjoy to be with, but it was quick. Like I didn't waste time. That was my thinking. Um, And I did justify it with, you know, this relationship will make me better for the next one, which in a sense it did, but it wasn't the complete truth. And I wasn't completely honest with myself about why I was doing these things. And so to kind of continue again, the relationships were they were progressively getting better because I was getting better as a partner. So it was working in that sense. But I never really dealt with the the reason why I was getting into these relationships. But what ended up happening is when, when COVID hit, I ended up um, finishing my relationship at the time with a girl. And that was the time where I began working on myself. So during that time, I wasn't in any relationships. And that was the longest time it had been for a while. 
Um, and so I was working on myself and discovering myself and going through a fitness journey, um, business journey, developing who I was, who I wanted to be. And when I got out, you know, a lot of things had changed. And so when I ended up going back into, you know, the dating realm and getting into another relationship, the relationship was so much higher in terms of caliber of connection, as well as, you know, just the bond and the relationship itself. And so that was the first relationship where I actually felt like I actually really cared about someone that I actually had a connection. Um, and it ended on good terms. All my relationships have ended on good terms, thankfully. I haven't had any bad experiences, which again, doesn't mean I won't have any in the future. But when this relationship ended, it was kind of a disconnect between what I was trying to go after um, and the amount of time I was dedicating to the relationship, which wasn't much. So that ended and I still didn't really feel... Um, I didn't feel anything really. I was like, I mean, it was over. I was just like, you know, what's, it's over. Um, and I went back to that same pattern of, you know, I was like, okay, what's next? Because that's what I was used to. Um, and so, I mean, I just mess around, have fun. But then I found a connection about a month and a half later, a very strong connection, something that I had never felt before. Um, and so I was talking with this girl and, you know, we get in a relationship and that turned out to be the most meaningful relationship that I've ever been in to date. And that was, if you are a listener from the, for the podcast, that was the one, the breakup I was talking about with Stefan Speaks back in March. So we ended back in March and what I realized almost a couple of weeks ago was I found a person that wasn't necessarily the right person, right? Not like the, not the person I was going to marry, but it was the person that taught me that I was capable of having a connection with someone. It's the person that showed me what a good, true connection and relationship could be, right? Having both. Because before I just had the good relationships, but now I had a good connection. And so that was the only relationship that I've ever been in that actually took time for me to kind of continue moving forward. And so again, the reason I say I didn't get heartbroken was because, again, I have so many things going on that it really wasn't such a big part of my life that it could cripple other things. But, you know, the the connection, since it was so strong, it did linger. Um, so again, it took me a couple of weeks, um, about a month for me to really like be able to not think about those thoughts almost on a week to week basis. And so after the fact, it's like once that initial connection you can get over or at least accept that it's gone, you can then really analyze because life after heartbreak is, it's about moving on, but it's also about building from. You're building from that past relationship. You're building from the past experience. And so what I found is that I was building my new future based on what I had learned through a meaningful relationship. And so what it taught me is that Everything that happens to you is for you as long as you see it that way. And it can be your biggest source of strength. So while I may not have that heartbreak necessarily moment, I've had so much experience in the dating realm that I understand what is good for me, what I love, and also what are things that I don't compromise on. For example, with my ambitions, with my businesses, like that for me is such a big focus that if I were to get into a relationship now, I wouldn't be able to prioritize my partner over my purpose. That would never happen. 
And so when you have that sort of, um, not an ultimatum, but when you have those sort of priorities and boundaries, then that really shifts what kind of relationships you get into. Now, again, you aren't me, so your priorities might be different. But you have to understand that once you begin to set your own boundaries, then you get into relationships that work better because you're already coming up front with not necessarily expectations, but things that will set the relationship straight and give it context and give it value in terms of where it actually operates. You know, you don't want a relationship that goes against who you want to be or pushes you away from what you want to do. And so when I talk about life after heartbreak, it's about moving on. It's about creating your new future without the person that unfortunately that you miss. Um, and, you know, for some people, they're always going to be there. And it's not that they go away. It's that you learn that, you know, you're, you're not with them anymore, that your connection is a past memory. Um, and the past isn't your concern. You know, you learn from it, you grow from it, but there's no reason to live there. And, you know, you have to understand that you're going to be okay. We're built to survive. We will survive. And at the end of the day, you know, we will be okay. You will be okay. It might take time, but you have to have faith that it's going to be okay for you. And again, it can be scary. It can be fearful because you feel such an empty hole. You feel as if you're missing a part of yourself. And that's the danger too, is that if you don't find your identity and you find someone that supplements and not complements your life, you really create something that is very dangerous because you're building a foundation on another person and if they leave, the foundation falls. Um, again, I've said it many times this is my analogy of the cake. You know, you as yourself are the cake. You know, the eggs are your habits, the milk is your purpose, um, the flowers, your principles, but you make a really good cake with that. You can add frosting, you can add sprinkles, you can add whatever you want to add to the cake and it make, it may taste a little better. But at the end of the day, if you scrape everything off the cake, the cake is still finished and it tastes good and it is well balanced and well made. So that's the important part of working on yourself. And again, self-improvement is a never ending process. So when I say work on yourself, that doesn't mean work on yourself and then don't go on dates or don't try to build connections that last. What I'm saying is just understand your priorities, understand what's important, you know, um, and put what's important first. Again, prioritization is always going to be key. It always ties back to that. You have to be able to put what's important at the forefront of your attention. But just because something happens, just because something doesn't work out, doesn't mean you should think it's always going to be like that. Doesn't mean you should give up. You can always give it another shot. Would you rather live with a closed heart and never experience the feeling of, you know, actually having a connection with someone? Or would you rather just go out there, put yourself out there with an open heart? Maybe something does happen. Maybe you do get your heart broken. But maybe you also find connection and you find love. And the love may not last forever. And the connection might not either. But you will be better for it. And you'll also be built to survive. You'll be able to get through what happens. And the second part of that is don't fall into the trap of the negativity. Don't fall into the trap that all of them are the same. Or this red pill stuff about all women being hypergamous and female nature and all this sort of deal. Of course there's some truth to it. There's always truth to some of this stuff. But are you really going to let 
the, all this negativity dictate your life? Because what happens is that content roots itself in you and then you manifest it. And then when you meet the girl that you actually like and want to be with, well, then at that point, you're just going to manifest this negativity onto her. You're going to find things in her that give you a reason to say, oh, this won't work. She's not the one. She's for the streets, whatever you want to say. And at that point, you lose. Because what you wanted all this time is a meaningful relationship. But because you're consuming the wrong kind of negative content, you're down a path that's killing any chance of you having that relationship. You're killing the chance of having something that's meaningful. So life after heartbreak is again about moving forward. It's again about building from. But the third and one of the most important things is it's that it's not allowing life to be derailed by heartbreak. You can take a break. It's okay to recover. It's okay for it to hurt. But don't let it change your identity. Don't let it change why you're here. Don't let it change your purpose. Just like emotions, heartbreak is temporary. Heartbreak, emotions, they are temporary feelings that occur and they will go away. And so, again, if you need the time to heal, heal. If you need the time to rest, rest. If you need the time for yourself, then that's one thing. But if you try to act like your purpose is now changed or you're not, you'll never be able to do anything again, you're hurting yourself as much as you're hurting society of who you could become. And you have to hold yourself accountable to that standard. Again, there's nothing wrong with it and there's nothing wrong with feeling hurt, but you have a responsibility for yourself to, to do what you find meaningful, to, to do what you find meaningful, to pursue what you find important and what you find to be helpful. And so you have to, again, tie back to that. You have to know that you will be okay, that you are built to survive and that you can keep pushing through and heal at the same time. So again, it's keeping that well-roundedness. It's keeping that ability that you will be okay in the long run. And so another story to tie this back to is understand why you do what you do and understand why things happen the way they happen. Because awareness can provide insight into who you really are and if your actions match your identity. Because the more you learn about yourself, the more you know about yourself, the more you can tailor your life to be exactly what you want it to be. The more you can shape things the way you want them to be shaped. And so what I mean by that is that when I've, I've really had my last relationship was the one that I had a connection stronger than anything before, stronger than all of them even probably combined. And I found that through letting myself feel something that I couldn't control. A connection is something you don't control. It's something that happens. You can cultivate it, you can harvest it, but it's something that occurs. And what you have to realize is that you can either be scared of it or you can embrace it. You can push it away or you can grow it. You can cultivate it. You can help it fester and you can build something that is more beautiful than you probably ever imagined. Um, and I'll say that from experience. I mean, I've, 
the people that I've been able to meet, you know, partners, but also friends are people that, you know, they may not be in my life anymore, but they're people that shaped me to who I am today. The people that have made me the person I am today. And for that, I'm forever grateful. And I would have never changed anything that I've done for the world. And you learn from your past. You learn from your mistakes and you learn from your wins. You learn from your failures and your shortcomings. And you learn from the beautiful moments and the moments that taught you who you really were. Because you don't have control over what happened. Not anymore. It's out of your hands. The past is finished and it's sealed. And you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know if you'll be alive even tomorrow. But you definitely don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But what you have is right now. And right now you have the opportunity to live in the past, which no longer exists. Or to live now. And create the life that you want now. To heal now. To overcome what you're feeling now. And build the life that you need for the future. Because there's the pain of discipline and the pain of taking action and the pain of doing what is necessary comparative to the pain of regret, comparative to the pain of wasting time and looking back and looking disappointed at yourself that you wasted so much time or you regretted not doing what you needed to do. People say life is short and that's true. But it's also short if we waste time, if we think we have so much time that we can just throw away all our years and it's all going to be fine. You have a chance of inaction or action. Both have their consequences that are positive and negative. You decide which one is yours. But at the end of the day, life has to go on. The biggest example that I've always seen is nature. It doesn't matter if the president died. It doesn't matter if... A civilian died. It doesn't matter if a celebrity died. If the wind blows, the leaves still sway. You know, the tree still grows, the plant still grows, grass still grows taller every day. Doesn't care. It's indifferent. And that's the beauty of what nature is. It goes on. It moves on. Because it's not swayed by the actions or the events of others or things that don't concern you. It's, it does what it needs to do, right? The grass is going to grow taller. That's what it's doing. The trees is going to grow and root itself deeply in the earth and bear fruit one day if it's a fruit tree. And so in that sense, you have to do it to yourself too. You have to say, listen, I need to understand why what happened happened. I, I need to understand how I feel about it. But I also need to understand that I will be okay and that I can move on from this, and that I can grow into the person that I need to become, and that I can do so without resorting to some negative content that's demonizing women or demonizing society. Or if you're a woman listening to this, or demonizing men. If you want a happy marriage, don't demonize all men and say, all men are dogs, all men are jerks, all men just want sex. Like, you, I mean, like, you can say that stuff, but is that really going to help you in the long term? Like, what does that do for you? Ask yourself, really be honest. Like, if I criticize the people I want to be with, will I eventually get with the people that I'm criticizing? Because when you ask yourself questions like that, I mean, they sound stupid in your head. They sound silly. 
And so what I say to you is ask yourself these questions and know yourself. In a world filled with information and content and where we are such heavy consumers, for once, turn off the consumption and listen to the noise in your head, not the noise somewhere else. Listen to what you're saying, to what you're thinking, to what you're doing. And be aware and be present and be involved in the moment. Life after heartbreak is moving on. Life after heartbreak is building from. Life after heartbreak is not being hindered by a temporary feeling. But life after heartbreak is also a new start. It's an opportunity for the next chapter of your life. It's a beautiful book but you only have so many pages. And if you keep flipping through that book and leaving empty page after empty page after empty page, you'll run out of pages faster than you realized. But you can flip that page today, move on to the next one and start writing, start building, start living. Gentlemen, love unconditionally, work with ambition, act with passion, go outside, Look at the nature, look at the trees, look at everything that you already have and be grateful for who you already are. Then go out in the world and do what you love to do without anyone telling you different or caring what other people think because your authenticity is your greatest power. Gentlemen, as always, chase greatness, chase excellence, and chase the you from tomorrow. Thank you for listening to today's episode on the Gentleman's Atlas podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and share this episode. Reach out to us at www.thegentlemansatlas.com and tell us what you'd like to see next. Your support is greatly appreciated and see you in the next episode.